Hello and welcome. So, my name is Joel Ingram. <clears throat> I gotta say this to you, I've been challenged. So this is my purpose. To honor myself, to communicate unconditionally and serve with integrity. Sounds a bit funny saying it out loud, but that's something I've been writing down every day for the last 55 days. And uh, I've noticed myself filtering my decisions through it more effectively. Okay, so let's get into it. So a lot has moved. Uh, a lot has gone on this week. Made my father rest on the on the thirtieth, the sixth. Um, uh, just uh, three days away from receiving my final payment from my uh, ex-employer, I decided to make a move. It's a bold one. Uh, and as with most of the changes I've made over the last four years, the boldest decisions with daily consistent action led and gave the greatest returns. So what do I mean by that? So if I go back three years ago, when I was in a place of not knowing where I was, being lost, uh, angry, I was angry at... In all honesty, I don't know what I was angry at, but I was angry. I think it was angry at being unfulfilled and being on a path where I couldn't see a way out. So what I needed to understand was, how do I get a way out? Which I found. Uh, and that was by working with a gentleman called Deep True Love, who I've had on the show. Uh, so impressed with the work that and how he helped me, I then decided to pursue my own qualifications uh, with NLP. So that was the first time I'd ever really, truly invested in myself. Um, and that led into further investments in myself, which when I look back and I talk to other people that have been on a similar sort of journey, the, the, the investment in, the, in, the, in, in yourself is probably the greatest investment you'll ever make. Um, it was, it was at the time for me, it, it wasn't so much, um, it was a bold move in the sense of I wasn't particularly affluent. Um, and it was a significant cost to the, the trainings, the coaching and, uh, the mastermind I joined, but you know, it's, I perceive value in them. Um, I've learned a 10. Uh, while going through them and I, in all honesty it's, it's been money well spent and I would not be where I am now without those things so and right now where I am now is exactly what I want to be so I've been put in um, after 20 I think it was 23 years on the shop floor as an aircraft engineer I then decided that actually I wasn't fulfilled with the job so this was part of part of the same process so this was um, what are we in now 2020 so I think it was January 6th, I think, when we went back, or 3rd, might have been January 3rd, 2019, I actually started a new job in uh, quality assurance, which was a bit of a shift from what I've been doing for the previous 23 years, or 24 years. Um, but again, bold decision. Um, again, there was a, a, what's the word, a financial consideration to be had um, it wasn't a like-for-like like exchange however I perceive that 
making the move from the shop floor to the office was not about um, in, in improving my financial situation. It was about increasing my knowledge and um, sort of like in, in up-leveling up my peer group. Um, for me, the shop when I was on the shop floor, um, I found that I was uh, um, I, I was in a situation where I, I wasn't enjoying it as much as I could, and I was there most of the, obviously most of your life is spent in work, so I wanted to enjoy those hours more. So for me, it, it was like following my curiosity. I've always been cu uh, curious with quality and lean and Six Sigma. And, uh, and that's what I chose to pursue. Like I said, but I, I, it took an initial understanding and discussion with my family of what I was thinking and then laying it sort of down were the implications and ramifications for them of the decision. So that being said, uh, that was done. So we over a year down the line now, well over a year down the line. And then uh, uh, we've been locked down, of course, truth. So, so this, 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 this year has been pretty bonkers um, with regards to, to, to many different aspects of my life. And it feels like a sort of quickening um, with regards to decisions being made and things coming into our life at a very, very quick rate. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the film, The Quickening. Um, I think it's a Highlander film, I think. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's like, Everything is on fast forward, and we just we get into a certain point with like a I don't know this critical point where a decision needs to be made. There's been lots of decisions, lots of decisions to have been made, and the biggest one I've made in the last I think about three weeks ago was uh, an opportunity come up for voluntary severance within my industry, like I said, which is um, aircraft engines. Uh, I don't know if it was a difficult decision. It wasn't, it felt, with some of the decisions I've made in the past, there's always been an element of doubt. There's always been that little nagging feeling of, oh, what if, or, you know, um, well, maybe I shouldn't, or maybe, you know, the, a little seed of doubt pops up and it's sort of like, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? And oddly enough, I didn't have that one single bit. I was, um, the opportunity arose, I put in for the figures, um, and once I understood the figures, I sort of understood how long I'd be able to project into the future and live, maintain my current lifestyle. So how long I had to work on, uh, my business that I'd sort of built or put in place before this decision was made. So we'll go into everything, but this is, you know, I, I'll go into this next time maybe. So the current situation is, like I said, I get paid in three days, my final pay. I've got a feeling I'm going to get about nine months to 10 months to build the business I'd all, or the sideline I'd already started. So, um, thank you. <laughs> so, um, I get about nine to 10 months to build it. And oddly enough, um, I've, I've taken a few different things on. So, the building of the side business was um, part of this is the podcast. Part of it is coaching men. Um, oddly enough, I coach men online, but I seem to attract my wife's friends 
too uh, to help them with different issues and and those so that most of the men like I say I've, I've been coached coached online I don't think I've no I haven't coached any men one-on-one -on -one in person or my wife's friends I've coached one-on-one -on -one in person for, for for almost exactly the same issues the men are having and that's been a bit of a a mislead not a misleading um like if you used to think of like uh, your, your perfect person you're going to work with usually they tell you to like microniche it down go you know is it male are they male are they female are they this age are they that age and it sort of has always thrown me because i've never really known like the, 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 so the universe in essence has given me male and females in, the, in a similar sort of life circumstance. Um, so, but it's always been, it's always thrown me as to which way to take my business with it. Um, I've recently come, uh, met, met a gentleman named Michael McGreevy and um, Chris Neymar who, who did a mastermind. And, and he actually said, they, everyone tells you the niche but he said, sometimes he said, you need to just understand who the people you want to work with are. You can, for all the best guessing in the world, you can, you can, you can, you can guess and, and make an assumption of the type of person you want to work with, but you won't really know until you work with that person. So help people you want to help understand who you enjoy working with and then make the decision for the niche. So that's what I've chosen to do. So then, like I said, so the podcast is a, is an aspect of it. This is me um, sharing ideas and, and 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 ways for you to overcome obstacles and maybe blocks or just reframing something that's happened in your life instead of seeing it as this massive negative event, being able to see that there was actually some positive in it. There, there is something you can learn from it. And then if, if you can learn from anything, there has to be a positive. Um, so... So that's why I'm sort of going with the podcast is, is helping people to get past the stories they're telling themselves. Because we all tell ourselves stories. I did for many years and I probably still am now, but you don't always know. You don't know what you don't know. So what we've got to try and do is make the unconscious conscious. So that's, you know, constantly, that's why, you know, engaging with others, having these conversations, reaching out, having, you know, going into masterminds, getting other people to view your problems can point out your own blind spots, which most of the time we can't see. <laughs> when we can't see, because they're blind spots. Right, so, all this goes back to me being impressed by the way I was helped and wanting to pass it on to others. And then, so that, that, that led to the coaching, which led to the training, which led to the podcasting, which led to the decision uh, last year to jump my job because I, I, I don't know when, when I actually did jump um, from the shop floor to the quality office again there was no there was no doubt there, it just it just felt perfectly right there was after I made it I was I had you have your wobbles but in this in the decision making part of that process there was no issue so that that just felt right um and I mean, it, it, there was, there was nothing, there was no little stories coming up. There was no, or 
you know, I was just seeing the, the, the full potential of the opportunity and focusing on that rather than the perceived um, maybe downside of it. Um, so that was, that was a big part of this. And what happened because of that move was I then got approached to consultant coach for an organization, which would never have come about. And if it had come out, uh, come about, I wouldn't have been able to take advantage of it. So it's funny how when we make these bold decisions for ourselves, where we, you know, we're, maybe we're stuck in comfort, maybe we're just, um, maybe we're content and that's perfectly fine. But I mean, if there's any element of yourself that you're wondering, you know, is that it? Is this it? Um, is this it for the next 30 years in this job or, you know, the way my life is? Then the answer is no. Um, or the answer is no, if you don't want it to be. You, you, you get to define what your life looks like. It's perfectly within your control. So once you, once you can actually get to a point where you can make the bold move, no matter what that is, and understanding what the ramifications and implications of those moves are, understanding the, pluses, uh, the pros and the cons, um, then going all in on that decision and following through with it for as long as you want until another opportunity arises. And when the next opportunity arises, for me, it was like the consultant coaching, which I then took on, which I then did over the, over the last, uh, I think it's 18 months now, I've been uh, consultant coaching for them. So, but I would never, ever, ever have been able to take advantage of that opportunity because it was on a weekly basis and I was working modified double days, which involved an afternoon shift. And, and, the, and the course I was coaching on was falling after my work hours, which was between the hours of five and eight, which would have impacted my afternoon shift. So it's funny how the universe sort of conspires um, because then it brought in a return as a, as a consultant co coach, it brought in a return that then put me in excess of my previous pay when I was on the shop floor. Cause I, I went over um, uh, for less money than what I was on as an aircraft engineer. So then now I'm in a, in a positive state again. I, I went into January, February, March. So I went for three months, uh, and went all in and just thought, well, you know, I'm in this for the experience. I'm going to learn. I'm going to grow here, um, which I did. And then that opportunity comes up, which sort of like puts you back in financially where you were. Well, in fact, I was in excess of where I was. So then the next thing, you know, that comes up is like, you know, we put a year down the line. Uh, I think it's, yeah, February, March. Yeah, we got, we got flooded out. So after we got flooded out, not long after we got, or while we got flooded out and we were in transit, uh, living in hotels, Corona strikes. <laughs> so then Corona strikes and then, um, and, and, and then the opportunity, which wasn't seen at the time, for I did wonder if it could manifest into voluntary severances. So this is the next opportunity. I know it's like I'm being led. Um, so another opportunity arises I've got clients that I'm already helping. I've got another income stream as a consultant coach. And it just, you know, this, this, this revenue streams are starting to build. So now it's a case of if I stay where I am and go back to my job, there's eight hours of my day that I can't use to build 
my business. So now I've got a choice. Now, now, now the choice is, well, do I want to go, even though I enjoyed the job and people I worked with, which I very much did, it's now a case of, well, do I choose the regularity of pay and security or do I choose to go all in on what I think I can build? Um, and for me, and it, yeah, it is a, it is a bold move. Hundred percent, it's a bold move um, because there are no there are no there are no definites with this. This is um, this is a process. It's a massive massive learning curve, um, and I've and I've been a voraciously consumed in multitudes of. Uh, courses and information in an attempt to put myself in the best position, especially since COVID struck. Um, so, I mean, uh, the, the tendency is for a lot of people during those times is to contract. Well, I actually did the opposite. I, I tried to expand my knowledge, uh, invested in other people um, and their, their, their IP, their intellectual property, in, a, in an attempt to put myself in a better position for when all this comes back round. And again, they were bold choices because the, the, the money f for those is obviously coming from somewhere which may not go back in, but it also may go back in. We don't know which way it's going. So, and all of these decisions, the funny thing is all of these decisions of one thing after another, they've just flowed into each other. They, there's been no real, oh, you know, no real, real wobble with regards to my commitment or what I'm building or what I believe. If it feels in hundred percent, it feels like I'm being guided. It feels like everything is falling into place. Everything is working out in a way that I could never have perceived possible. Um, now I'm into law of attraction. I am spiritual. I do believe I am guided. I do believe in angels and I do believe in lots of other things too. Um, but I think all those things come into effect when you make bold decisions, when you make bold decisions in your physical life. Um, and I think then events can conspire for you in your favor. Um, but unless we're willing to make those bold decisions, the events can't really conspire for us. So it's, it's funny, it's funny, it's funny. I'm still trying to understand it. I don't really grasp it 100%, but I know that if I'm willing to make uh, the effort, if I'm willing to gamble on myself um, and what I think I can build, if I'm willing to believe I'm capable of creating an income without the security of a job, I know it's coming. Well, it is coming. I'm already proving that it's coming in. And, uh, you know, I, I see more clients coming to me. Um, and, and, you know, I'm engaging in these conversations and they're curious about my coaching. So it's, it's funny how those bold decisions can lead to the next thing. Now, there's things coming up for me I can't even perceive and I can't even begin to imagine what they may look like. But I'm excited. Um, I've, I've just had, I think, what I think is the first part of my pay through. And what I need to do now is sit down and understand exactly and um, project in the future how long I can maintain our current lifestyle um, for. 
taken into consideration um you know business expenses um and 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 any other expenses you may have however to put my the what what I can look back on now and reflect back on is when I originally originally made the move from the from the shop floor to the office that big drop in pay put me in a prime position and I mean put me in a position where I had to be so conscious of what I was spending. I had to be so aware of where I was willing to put my money. Was I willing to put my money into Sky packages? Uh, no. Was, was I willing to put my money into uh, monthly direct debits that I didn't know what they were for? No. Everything, every penny got assessed uh, to such a point where we, we knew exactly what was in and out. There was no variables, um, even down to factoring in, you know, haircuts, clothes, uh, toiletries, everything. Everything was factored. Everything had a budget. And the odd thing is I resisted it for so long. But without that initial move a year ago, to understand exactly where my money was going, I don't think I could have taken advantage of this opportunity now because I would have still been in the state of fighting for more overtime uh, or looking for new more more ways to make money, therefore diminishing my time with the people I love the most. And what hounded me the most on the shop floor was that when I was unconscious of where my money was going, it then led to me trying to make more money. But the only way I had to make more money was to do more overtime, which obviously took me away from my family, which is what I was doing it for. Now, don't ask me why. It took me years to come around to the idea of a budget. And it does sound tremendously boring and you know not worthwhile. But for me, it's been instrumental. For me, without it, I could not have taken an opportunity with the voluntary servants. Now, we're, we're all in a position in this post-COVID world. Um, things are starting to relax a little bit. People are starting to go back to world, uh, work. But, I mean, I would, <laughs> I would urge people to actually sit down and look at where your money's going, if you haven't already. Um, because the ramifications of this are going to be long-lasting. There's going to be a lot of businesses going out of business. There's going to be people struggling. There's going to be people losing their houses. So before any of that happens, put yourself in a position where you know exactly what you've got. You know exactly where your money's going. Assess whether paying 78 to 80 pound a month for the Sky package or the Virgin package or whatever it is, is 100% worth it. Or are you better off actually maybe pulling that back and maybe invest in those four hours that you spend in an evening watching telly in maybe just, maybe just understanding of another way that you could maybe bring in an additional revenue stream, which is hopefully less time intensive. I mean, they may, initially when you start off, they may be that time investment where you've got to build, but maybe, maybe you can put it in a position where um, you get it to it, you build it, build it, build it, and then it's at such a state and then you just maintain it. Um, this is not passive income. This is, so this is, um, I don't, I don't think businesses ever truly become passive. I think there's always going to be an, an aspect of maintenance or input from yourself. Um, 
I think putting money, so I, I think I look at passive as you put a thousand pound away or, or 10,000 pound away into an account or, or um, which has a guaranteed yield of 5% a year. That's to me would be passive because you're not doing anything. It's just there. Um, however, with a business or something that you're trying to grow or start or, you know, trying to expand something that you're really interested or curious about, there's going to be that time investment. And, you know, once you build it and you can get to a point of maintenance, then happy days. So, yeah, you know, look, look at where you can utilize that time, even if it's on your dinner break in work. You know, read articles, you know, read Medium, read, read all these different, um, what's the other one, Pocket. Read these uh, Business Insider and all these different articles that you can potentially read about generating additional revenue streams. Because they're out there. Um, and everybody has the potential to create a business. Um, the only difference is your desire for it. Um, cause most people will say, "Ah, oh, well, I can't do that because of this. And then they start listing it every reason why they can't. Well, once you've finished and exhausted the list of why you can't write another list of why you can, um, and don't let the list of why you can't stop you. Um, everyone will default to the negative. Everyone will see the, 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 the obstacles to entry. But once you've exhausted that list, like I said, actually be bothered to say, okay, that's, that's every reason why I can't. Now list every reason why I can, um, which some of them are going to be the direct opposite. And I can pretty much guarantee you, you're going to come up with ideas for the reasons you can that you hadn't put on the can list. Um, but it's just being bothered and it's being curious enough to find a way to create the life you want. Um, now, I'm not exactly where I need to be, and I'm certainly not exactly where I want to be yet. However, circumstances have changed for me now. So my wife has started to build her own um, uh, business on the side. So my wife's in travel. She's an ITA. So she is building this on the side. Now, I, having always been the man that's always brought the money in. Um, I always perceive myself as the one that would have to bring the money in. However, she's just at a significant market in a business, which means like she's halfway to replacing the money I was earning. And the potential is there for her to achieve the next mark, uh, market point by the end of the year. So if she achieves this next market point, it literally doubles I think it yeah doubles the pay I had in my previous role. So now I've got a choice again. So so now what do I do? Do I because um, there's been we're both very like busy as in like you know I'm still doing the consultant coaching thing which um, I'm, I'm going to wind wind down and uh, put some things in place for myself to build my own business. Uh, my wife is st is still building building hers. But we've got three kids, so we've still got to nurture the kids and show them what we're doing, make sure they're fulfilled and um, sh show them ways to fulfill themselves. Um, and then you've got the homeschooling and the things that, that we'd like to teach. So now I've got a choice now. I've got to, do I perceive it as I'm the man, therefore I have to bring the money in? Or do what the awareness this week, I think, has been is, okay, my wife's business is very, very real and she has 
the ability to earn in excess of what I was previously earning in a very short space of time. So I'm going to take on the homeschooling and other aspects to allow her to focus more on her business, which will then free up space and time for us as a family to do the things we want to do. This is a, this is a big paradigm shift. This is like breaking down society beliefs around them. And especially if you've always been the bread, uh, the breadwinner for the family. Um, you know, there's women out there that, that, that do make in excess of their husband's pay. Um, and it is a sort of, well, it is 100% role reversal for me because I've been, I've been in that role since we've been together, which is 16 years. Um, and it is a mindset shift. But to me, it feels more aligned because the frustrations I felt when we were both building our businesses was around um, guilt, feeling guilt around um, building a, the business and not being with the kids. Now, we were with the kids in the sense of we're there, we're present. However, it's not as structured as I would like it to be. So this, this is going to give me the space to put the structure in that I think needs to be there. Um, and maybe pursue a couple of different avenues that maybe, maybe we wouldn't go, we wouldn't have gone down. So maybe trying to understand, um, you know, how to install, um, ethics and morals in children, you got your basics that you can do, but I mean like on a deeper level so that they can ask themselves these questions as they go forward through life. Um, how, how do you do, how do you nurture a, uh, an entrepreneurial mindset in a child? You know, all these things. And then this is the best thing about podcasting is it's introduced me to people or content that can allow me to find a way to do that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've discussed a fair bit on here. Um, I hope it hasn't been too rambly. But there's, there's lots of decisions going on and they, they're changing weekly. I say as it currently stands, I'm going to take on the role of the uh, primary educator, probably, which to me is a big shift because I'm usually the, the breadwinner. So another thing then that pops into my head is, is how do you teach? How do I make myself and my message as effective as possible so my children understand? Um, which, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I wouldn't swap jobs with a with a teacher for a big clock. I think they, I think they deserve a medal for what they do. Um, but yeah, I think there's a, it's got to be a way to convey a message. Actually, there was a, a gentleman on a course that I was coaching and he come out with, um, what did he say? When you're, when you're teaching children to stop. So he says, don't teach them. When you say stop, they're not going to stop. He said, so if you start playing a game and you say, okay, freeze. And so they run around the room and he's a, he's a martial arts instructor. So he says, right, freeze. And they all freeze. And he says, okay, right. He said, right, we're going to change the word from freeze to spot, uh, spot. So they run around the room and he shouts spot, spot. And they stop. And he says, right. He said, and he keeps going, keeps going. And he said, what the, the, what we're doing there, he said, we're getting them used to the word spot as a potential for freeze. And spot is very close to stop. So it's not so much uh, a jump for them to listen. They've now associated freeze to spot, to spot, to, to stop. So he's got me thinking along those sorts of lines, like how can I sort of navigate uh, 
the the communication in such a way that it allows them to take things on maybe a little bit easier um, rather than you know an adult brain trying to deliver messages to a the way a child learns um but that's my next challenge which i'll meet head on um I'm, I'm with a level language and communication skills which basically is uh one of the pillars of nlp is um is something i'll relish so um yeah that's where my journey is going next i'm going to continue with the podcast i'm going to continue with my coaching however i will be probably less what's the word less stressed about making that income um from my coaching so that just things can be a little bit easier uh, maybe not pile on the pressure on myself so much let my wife do her thing so i can do the thing with uh, my kids like i said i want to teach them how to bake and go fishing and go surfing and all those sorts of things uh, teach them budget and entrepreneurial things as well so that's my plan that's where i'm going i just wanted to touch base and say you know it's been a massive week of change this week and uh, just wanted to, yeah, just wanted to pass on some of the things I'm thinking about, some of the things that maybe you could think about. Like if you lost the one thing you could do today, that would create change in your life. Yeah, what's the one thing you could do today that would create change in your life? And I think that if that would show up as a sense of feeling lost, uh, frustrated, angry, it's, it's, it's basically leading you towards um, like that point of wanting change. Now sometimes we have to get to a pain level 10 before we desire that change. Um, otherwise we tend not to commit and we just tend to faff about and, you know, we sort of read self-help books or we, 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 we buy into a course, but we don't fully engage and all those sorts of things. But I mean, decide if you want change, then pursue it. You know, you did own, own your problem. You, if, if, if you, if you, if someone was to ask you, you know, what's your biggest problem? Uh, and you said, whatever. And I was to ask you who owns that problem. If it's anyone other than you, then you're not really in the right space. Um, with your mindset to even navigate that change. There's some things that need to occur first. Um, and that is self-ownership. Once, once we, once we can own ourselves uh, and understand that we actually create our lives with our actions um, and our habits and behaviors, that's when we can truly make uh, transformational change within who we are and how we show up for us, ourselves and others in the world. So that's it, guys. Have a good day. Stay strong. Um, and I'll be back next week with some more information on what's going on.